Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's a Another reminder, renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest Sasquatch market outlook. Markets are starting to wind down, but wheat still shows some price improvement this past week. Agriculture Minister David Merritt discusses Ottawa's new study on the future of farming. We also have the Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture weighing in on Ottawa's new study on farming. It's known as Agriculture Sustainability. The latest provincial cattle market update is also on our show. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Wheat exports this year from Canada are running well ahead of last year's pace when there was a drought-reduced crop. The latest Sasquatch website market outlook was compiled by Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting. There was some business done with especially Algeria and Tunisia trying to get booked before the holiday period. So Algeria's OAIC bought up to 540,000 tons of milling wheat in a tender last Wednesday at 348 to 349 US per metric ton. That was $7 less per ton than the purchase at the previous tender. Most of the tonnage will come from the EU, Russia and Ukraine, but some could also be supplied from France. Tunisia also bought 125,000 tons of Canadian Durham wheat for GenFab 23 shipment at 504 to 514 per metric ton. Japan bought about 200,000 tons of Australian, Canadian, U.S. wheat, and Iraq pushed its U.S., Canada, Australia tender back to Sunday, and we expect Iraq to have bought 50,000 tons of wheat. The U.S. weekly export sales amounted to 469,000 tons, which was above trade gases, but the season total of 518 million bushel remains 7% lower than last year's. So here's some news by major wheat origin, starting with Canada. Well, milling wheat bits on the prairies have recovered somewhat, with most bits around 11.75 a bushel today. But we're also moving into the final week before Christmas and volumes are fading fast. 
In the markets, as mentioned, Japan booked 155,000 tons of wheat from the US, Canada, and Australia, with 66,000 dedicated to the US. The Canadian export performance uh, uh, was pretty good. Wheat movement remains brisk with 526,000 tons of wheat delivered during week 19 and 337,000 tons loaded for export in the week. Season total exports of Canadian wheat are 7 million tons compared to 4.5 last year. At the current pace, we will export about 19.3 million tons this crop year, but supplies we think could accommodate 20.5 to 21 million tons of wheat exports. We expect wheat prices to be a little, a little bit stronger in the new year as the balance sheet remains tight for international wheat and Russian prices should rally. We would wait with new sales until the new year. Durham bits in Saskatchewan moved up a touch as well, and are mostly posted around 1350 to 1360 per bushel delivered elevator. We note that in international markets, as mentioned, Tunisia bought another 125,000 tons of Durham for Janfab shipment, and we suspect the sales still work back to around 1450 per bushel to elevator Saskatchewan. Durham prices posted in Bologna, Italy, dropped by five euros a ton to 470 um, euros per ton, which works um, per ton, which was down about five bucks for the week. However, as we mentioned, trading activity is closing uh, down towards Christmas. Canadian Durham exports for week 19 were at 96,000 tons for a year-to-date total of 1.7 million. That compares to 1.1 last year to date. Durham export shipments have picked up over November, December, but still only average 91,000 per week. <clears throat> AFC expects 5 million tons of Durham exports for the crop year, but we would like to see them move to 5.2 to 5.3 million tons. That would keep ending stocks closer to what they were last year. We would target additional sales at around $14 a bushel for number one quartz or $13.85 for number three. Borsch also highlighted grain movement from war-torn Ukraine. Russian and Ukrainian wheat were the origins that did train into the Algerian tender. However, we note that there was no actual Russian seller willing to commit to February execution. We think there are several potential reasons for that. First, the weather remains very poor, which lowered the pace of shipments. For example, there are 92 vessels sitting in the Bosporus waiting for clearance. The Russian vessel lineup amounts to almost 2 million tons as bad weather continues to hit loadings. And Russian sellers are already heavily committed, so that and the lineup is huge as mentioned. And the first part of the Algerian sale is nearly six weeks away from execution. There's also concern in the insurance market again. Initially, some major European reinsurance companies stated that from January 1st onward, they wanted to exclude the cover of any risks related to the war. This was followed by some PNI clubs also stating that they would refuse to cover on vessels loading Russian, Ukrainian or Belarus, Belarus cargoes. 
Meanwhile, Putin is in Minsk, reporting, reportedly trying to get Lukashenko to open up a second front on the Ukraine. We also know that Syria has now taken over 500,000 tons of Russian wheat stolen question marks, wheat from the Crimean port of Sevastopol, reportedly on vessels that are under sanctions. So Russian fall prices seem to be falling, but despite this, the export tax continued to rise while the ruble continues its slide toward eight months low. Russian wheat is now quoted at 318 US dollars FOB, down two bucks from last week. Marlena Borsch compiles the weekly market report for the Sask Wheat. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Conexus Credit Union. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has some concerns about Ottawa's consultation process on a sustainable agriculture strategy. Ottawa is looking for input from Canadian farmers and others on policies that will help shape the future of agriculture in this country with a consultation period now through March. Merritt fears a top-down approach from Ottawa with more restrictive farm regulations. We have some concerns about it on just, you know, the way uh, she was talking and the wording in the release obviously gives us some concerns, Jim. You know, what will the process be? Who will be consulted? And I would hope that we as a province will be part of that consultation process. We are concerned with some of the wording when she talks about implementing regulations or putting bans on certain practices and what that all entails. Obviously, You know, we were concerned when they came out with the 30% fertilizer emission reduction and said, well, no, that's going to be voluntary and up to 30, you know, percent. And so we're very concerned on how this is all going to roll out and the process around it. And the concern we have, and obviously we've always made this argument, is we've already been doing best practices in the province of Saskatchewan for over 40 years. And I think all our numbers show that the province of Saskatchewan is leading this country in the whole environmental sustainability in the agriculture industry, both from the crop side and from the livestock side as well. So that's the concern we have is, is there going to be recognition for the practices that the farmers and ranchers in this province have been doing for decades? Will the province be making a presentation to the federal consultation process? Well, we sure hope that we are asked to, and if not, we'll uh, we'll uh, obviously be sending some letters and, and reports on what we feel the findings should or should not be. Obviously, we're concerned about this when when she puts it out in the release that looking at you know implementing regulations and bans on certain practices, that obviously uh, is very concerning for us as a government, and I'm sure it's very concerning for every farmer and rancher in this province. You're worried about a top-down approach, kind of like the carbon tax that uh, is, of course, affecting all faucets of society, but also farmers. That's exactly right. And I, you know, in a meeting I had with the federal minister at an FPT meeting well over a year ago, we had this discussion, and I said, We should really work together on three key things, science, research, innovation, and new technologies, and we can achieve even more. Is there better things we can do, Jim? Obviously, just look at what's happened in agriculture in the last 10 years in this province through research, innovation, technology, and new crops. We've done a lot of amazing things. Let's not destroy something that is working very well and continue down that right path. 
That's Agriculture Minister David. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. For Real Agriculture and Real Ag Radio, I'm Kelvin Hepner. Pleased to be joined by Garth Donald, the manager of agronomy with Decisive Farming by uh, TELUS Agriculture. And Garth, you just came off the stage, uh, a panel discussion talking about adoption of precision agriculture practices. What is your uh, your answer to that question of, of why we don't see higher adoption of variable rate technology in, in Western Canada at this point, since it has been around since, what would it be, 1996, is, yeah. I believe, when you said the flexi-coil flexi drill with capability came out? Yeah, it's, uh, again... The opportunity has been there and the challenge has been to the grower, as I'd put up, it's the uh, early majority that still struggles to see what the benefit is because they're like, well, this is how I do it. And we've gone through a lot within our industry. There was growers may have tried it, but they were never actually given the opportunity to explain what they were looking for. And so there was a lot that was done that had negative experience because it was like, oh, well, it was because I'm a provider. This is what I think is your, your response instead of asking the grower of, well, what's what's a positive to you? What are you looking for? And I think that's a part of our adoption issue is that there's there is a lot of negative still because of that, but it's because it's like, well, why change? And there's, and I, I know this will sound somewhat bad, but there's no, yeah. there's nothing forcing them to change. And that is what is changing in our industry. And we talked a bit about that of the, the 2030 uh, reduction protocol. And that is gonna make things change. You know, not everybody's gonna be able to do what they've done in the past to, to work on their farm. And unfortunately, that's what it is, but we're looking at how do we use those tools in a more effective manner. Okay. Would fertilizer prices of the last couple of years not also be uh, impetus for adopting some of this? Yeah, and it's we've seen it in our business that with the uh, the the increase in prices on fertility, guys are looking to make their dollars go further, and it's that is what's really made a push for the industry. Um, you know, that's where guys are trying to make it work for them and so working together that's how we make it work okay you mentioned though uh there are probably quite a few farmers out there that have tried it and aren't necessarily using it why was that experience uh why did it turn out that way they weren't talked to they were told to and it was basically i i kind of in my presentation i said our problem has been as a group and I'm not singling anybody out is that we need to be better of talking to the grower to ask what is success to you because everybody's like oh well how much money am I saving okay that that's one aspect but I have growers that their reason they're using variable rate technology is because well I can I can go a mile an hour uh, faster combining 
well, that's a tangible benefit, but they do the math and they're going, well, that's that. And then, yes, I do have the guys, oh, well, I, I saved on fertilizer. I'm, I saved on seed or I actually increased my production. And I get a lot of that of, you know, I haven't, I haven't had that kind of production. And that's our struggle right now. We don't have more acres of farmland. No. And they got to make the most out of that farmland. So that's why they're doing it. Is user friendliness part of this discussion as well? Or certainly that's something that when you get into the cab of the tractor and if things aren't easy to figure out or, or you need to get rolling and it's not working right away, uh, that's always a challenge and, and farmers will often switch to the, that general uh, constant rate at that point. Yeah, and we learned that very early in our, uh, in our business that, and that's why we created a runtime file, which is basically a test file that goes to their farm, makes sure their equipment is fully capable, and walk, it's a walkthrough with him. He doesn't have to have fertilizer in the drill. He can drive around the yard, he can watch the rates change, but he gets familiar and we give them, whether it's paper of how to load, the, whether it's videos, all depends on what your comfort is. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, periods of light snow, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, the high today minus 25, the low minus 27, the wind chill near minus 42. Tomorrow, periods of light snow ending in the afternoon, then clearing, blowing snow in outlying areas, wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, the high tomorrow minus 21, wind chill minus 42 in the morning and minus 35 in the afternoon, the low minus 31. Friday, sunny with a high and low of minus 27 degrees. That temperature steady all day Friday. Saturday, clearing with a high minus 18, the low minus 23. Sunday, cloudy, high minus 17, the low minus 22. Monday, cloudy with a high of minus 8. 30% chance of flurries, the low minus 11. Tuesday, cloudy with a high of minus 5. Normal high is minus 10, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.57 this morning. It sets at 4.57 tonight. And currently, the hot spot, again, the same spot as yesterday, up north, Island Falls at minus 21. The cold spot, again, the southwest corner of the province, Cypress Hills this time, at minus 35. Estevan is minus 28, Saskatoon minus 30, Swift Current minus 34, Weyburn minus 27, Yorkton is minus 26. Scattered clouds in Regina, the sun is out, finally. Some drifting snow in the area, minus 27, that's 17 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 26. Humidity is 66%, the barometer rising 103.8. Scattered cloud in Moose Jaw, minus 29, winds are from the west-northwest at 27. Once again, Regina, scattered cloud, drifting snow, it's minus 27, 17 below Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A Saskatchewan farm leader is hoping producers will provide good input into a federal study on the future of farming in Canada. Todd Lewis of Gray is vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture and a past president of Saskatchewan's general farm group, APAS. He says the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is co-chair of the federal consultation process on sustainability in farming. Well, I think, you know, we're happy to be at the table. Uh, you know, CFA are going to be co-chairs of the whole process along with the, the Department of Agriculture and we're for the ministry and we're, we're happy that, you know, there's a, there's a good representation at the table from uh, farm groups from across the country. So I think overall, uh, you know, it's set up that uh, hopefully farmers' views are going to be uh, taken into account and that we're going to, uh, you know, have some good work done and and be able to uh, have input on what the future of farming is going to hold for producers when it comes as far as sustainability. I think we've got a a real good story to tell in agriculture, really not only in Saskatchewan, but uh, across the country. and, And, you know, in many cases, we're world leaders with adoption of things like technology and genetics and both in our livestock and crops, and, and uh, so I think the industry is looking forward to uh, having some input on these decisions. Some farm leaders that I've talked to expressed great concern about this, fearing it could lead to more regulations. They're, they're fearing a, a top-down approach from the federal government. Your thoughts? That's why we're, we're hoping that with everybody at the table, you know, with a good representation like we have, that that won't happen. And, you know, I think that if we're, if the old saying goes, if you're not, not at the table, you're probably on the menu. And, you know, I think we're at the table. So let's hope uh, our input is taken at face value and that uh, we're able to uh, not have a, a top-down approach, but more of a collaborative approach between industry and government. One fear I heard was kind of like uh, more uh, regulation, more intrusive observations from the government, more involvement. Your thoughts there? Well, I think that's always a risk. And as I say, that's why we're at the table. Uh, farmers have a great story to tell. We've done a lot of this work on our own with, without any government input. And I think we need to uh, have the good work that we've done and continue to do do to be recognized. And we're certainly hoping that there isn't going to be more regulation. And we're certainly going to be there to ensure that farmers, if there are new regulations put in place, that uh, they're to the benefit of the industry. And at the same time, fewer regulations are, are really good for our industry. And we're, we're hoping to uh, continue with uh, operating the industry like we are this time. How can farmers engage in this conversation? How can they get involved? Well, you know, as, uh, as uh, the consultations roll out, I, you know, we're hoping that there'll be uh, chances for individual farmers to uh, put presentations forward, uh, either through a website or, uh, you know, it'll be de- be determined as, as time goes on. Uh, you know, I think we can look to, uh, you know, situations like, you know, the fertilizer strategy, the emission, the emission uh, strategy that the government put forward. Uh, it wasn't communicated very well. Farmers pushed back very hard, and I, I think we were fairly successful in, in uh, you know, really educating uh, the government on what farmers do do as far as uh, nitrous oxide emissions and, and fertilizer use. And 
for our programming, those kind of things. So I think that's an example that if farmers push back and, and participate in these kind of processes that we can uh, really make some progress and really it's a win-win for everybody when uh, people start to understand what agriculture does do as far as sustainability. The federal consultation process on farming sustainability wraps up at the end of March with a new policy in place, possibly by the end of You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The cold snap this week is breaking records in Saskatchewan. Environment Canada has issued extreme cold warnings for all of Alberta, much of Saskatchewan, and parts of southern Manitoba. The weather agency says four communities in Saskatchewan set records yesterday. That includes lows of minus 38.9 in Kindersley and minus 38.2 in Leader. Both those records were previously set in 1990. Foodtastic has signed a deal to buy fast food restaurant chain Freshie for $74.4 million. CEO Peter Mama says Freshie will help Foodtastic expand into a new category. Coming up... The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 210 at 829.82. One red spring wheat rose 417 at 423.37. The rest were unchanged. Durham 496.28. Feed barley 352.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 682.98. Lentils 767.50. Oats 254.32, yellow peas 476.89, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March gained eight and a half cents at 9.24 and a half. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 20th. Our last regular sale was on December 7th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.45 cents to $0.60. Cents. Good heiferettes sold from $1.30 to $1.60. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.35. Our last pre-sorted sale was on December 5th. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.88 and sold at the $3.21. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.89 and sold at the $3.16. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.85 and sold at the $3.16. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.75 and sold at the $3.06. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.75. 
dollars and sixty-two cents and sold it to two dollars and eighty-nine cents. Six hundred to six fifty-pound steers averaged two dollars and fifty-six cents and sold it to two dollars and seventy-two cents. Six fifty to seven hundred-pound steers averaged two dollars and fifty-one cents and sold it to two dollars and sixty-one cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred-pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty-seven cents and sold it to two dollars and fifty-two cents. Heifers were about forty to forty-five cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Also wishing you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $203.20 per CKG. Coming up... This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The National Farmers Union has called for full and permanent status for all migrants. The NFU supports migrant agricultural workers' demands for open work permits permanent and full immigration status on arrival and for safe working conditions. The NFU says there may be half a million undocumented people in Canada. Undocumented workers employed on farms across Canada like other seasonal migrant workers do not have the same labor rights as resident Canadian workers. The NFU says they're at risk of exploitation and fearful of reporting the abuses they experience. Many do not seek medical or other basic services to avoid being flagged by immigration authorities. The recent NFU convention saw unanimous support for a resolution to support full and permanent immigration status for all migrants, including undocumented people. The NFU says these farm workers play a key role in Canadian food systems and need better working conditions and the opportunity to become permanent residents. On the markets, the TSX has risen 254 points to 19,561. The Dow has gained 506 points to 33,355. Oil has gone up $1.81 at 7804 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.40 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.